This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. You know, this could be the last episode we record before baby gets here. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I kind of had that realisation this weekend that this could be like the last weekend. Yeah. It's starting to get real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bit. Um, crikey, that, that feels like that's come around super quick. Yeah, Heather's got an appointment on Wednesday, which is essentially where they will give her a date for right. an elected caesarean, which is kind of the plan, like the birth yep. plan. And yeah, then it's just, that'll be the date. And typically it's within like one or two days of the appointment, usually. Um, okay. I don't know whether, like, say if it's three days, that'll kind of, in terms of the Monday to Friday, that'll push you into next week. So it could be next next yeah, monday but you don't necessarily want to be doing this the night before depending on where, where you're all at so yeah sure um but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just it could be it could be like this time next week or it could be like monday wow. okay yeah it's just yeah it's weird cool so i'm kind of i'm kind of i'm kind of hoping that it'll be not monday or tuesday that they want to get her in because that's when i work yeah those are like my sort of contracted hours um and i could move it around probably but it it'd be much much easier if they were to suggest I'll sort of come back tomorrow kind of thing on Thursday. Yep. And then that makes life a lot, a lot simpler. Cause it, well, when I went for the interview, I, I mentioned about the fact that Heather was going to give birth pretty soon. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I, I thought they'd just be like, ah, okay, probably we can't move forward with the application then. Cause it's not, mm-hmm. not great. Is it as an employer to be like, this guy's going to need yeah. time off almost instantly. And given that I'm in like a seasonal role over Christmas, for when they're busiest <laughs> it's kind of a bad time to be asking for time off at all but obviously if it falls outside of monday and tuesday i can just you know turn down any overtime that they might offer and just kind Keep of have trucking because i've got like five days then before i need to be back in again yep um, you said you, you got family potentially helping out as well yeah well, Hev's mum is coming down um i think on like the first of december which should be just right, about that's next Sunday, isn't it? Uh, next Saturday, I believe, or Sunday possibly. So yeah, yeah the, she, her, the plan is that she'll be here just in time for us needing to like go into hospital and coming back and stuff like that. So she yeah. can kind of take care of Charlie essentially. So I don't need to like worry about where I am because she's that's kind of taking help. care. Yeah, yeah. So she's just kind of like you know, big tick in the box for taking care of Charlie there. Um, yeah, which also makes it easier if I do need to go into work. Um, I can go into work, and again, she can take care of Charlie. Um, and you know, Hev will be all right in the hospital because she's got all the staff around her, sort of taking care of her and new baby. Yep. Um, so everybody's where they need to be then. Okay, so a couple of nights ago, we were scrambling for topic ideas, um, and we were talking about potentially talking about burnout um, and I think that's something that you know a lot of developers come across um, not only developers people in all walks of life but I think it's something that I see quite a lot on Twitter it comes up again and again and I think recently Dave you've had a perhaps a brief encounter with that would that would that be fair to say I think that'd sum it up yeah 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 so hmm trying to think about the best way to kind of ex- explain it so over over the years 
I've experienced this at different times in my career in, in the past, um, you know, with my, my former career over in uh, data, customer insight and that sort of stuff. So I've, I've been here before. Um, essentially, I think is probably the best way to phrase it. And burnout for me is something that kind of sneaks up on me. Right. So it's, it's that sort of, um, I think it's, a, it's to, more to do with like the stress and pressure of a job. And it's something where if you kind of imagine that your, your energy for, um, for dealing with anything, you know, in, in whatever part of your life is, if you imagine that, that you've kind of only got so much, so much gas in the tank, so much energy there. And what happens for me is that everything sort of starts to become this kind of stacking of, of weight on top of me in that sort of sense. And, and it kind of comes up, uh, like I say, gradually without really realizing it's there. So it's like, okay, yeah, I can carry that. I can carry that as well. I can carry that as well. And then before you know it, you've got like, you know, it's the equivalent of carrying 10, 20 boxes or whatever. And when you could normally only really carry three or four and you're sort of like, okay, yeah, I'm starting to struggle now, but burnout for me is, is the, um, that aspect of me that doesn't really want to admit that I'm carrying too much. And then it starts to exhibit, you know, in other problems. So I, I sort of start to feel frayed. Um, in terms of like just not having the capacity to sort of do things um, normally outside of work, I, I sort of realise that I'm I'm starting to, you know, minimise my my um, obligations sort of thing to give myself that space. And yeah, so a few times over the years, I've, I've sort of experienced that end of stuff, and some of it's normal, right? If you're you're building. Um, software especially there's these moments where you kind of have to to crunch as it were just to sort of get something completed and out the door and, and there's an element of it being almost um almost what you have to do at times um but i think it's uh yeah it's just for me it's been a case of kind of recognizing that i've been skirting close to that wind in the last few months there's, there's been uh been a few times where things have been quite quite frayed I think is probably the best way of putting it. Uh, and has there been specific things that have has, that's brought that on? Uh, do you mean like specific circumstances in work, or yeah? Because normally for me, it would it would always be I'd be fine, I'd be fine, I'd be fine, and then something would happen, and it it'd be like, yeah, like something to snap. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's funny how you say it would creep up on you. So when you say it would creep up on you, do you? I think you said it like gradually creeps up on you. So when you say like the, that word gradual is kind of what I was thinking about. Mm. Um, so would you say you could kind of feel it, kind of the burnout gradually getting worse or is it something that's kind of on or off? For, uh, for me, it's something gradually getting worse. Okay, that's and, interesting. Uh, yeah. So it's more a case of, well, um, I think without getting too specific about sort of like the, the, the work and, and this that and the other itself, uh, I think my recent experience has just been a case of operating at, um, at like top speed, if you like, right. for, for, for quite a protracted period. Um, so I talk about, you know, mentioned the idea of, of there are times where you kind of have to crunch to get something out of the door. 
And, and by that, I sort of mean, you know, every single day you are rifling down uh, deliverables just to ship. You know, you, if it's not to do with shipping, then don't do it. That's going to happen later. We're operating at a speed where it's just get these these bugs and defects sorted on these things. Let's get it sorted out the door. Um, and, you know, it's rapid fire every day. You're either ticking something straight off the list or you're firefighting something that's going to prevent the release or, or, or whatever. And, and um, we've been kind of operating at that sort of speed. Um, while still having an awful lot of feature stuff to do and, and other work around that as well. And then I'd say to not really come out of that mode um, and get back into a, a sort of steadier cadence, if you like, that's where I've sort of felt things kind of creeping around the edges. Um, it's that sort of feeling of like, well, that, you know, I can do this, um, but, but things need to be put into a more a more sustainable way of working. And And I would add as well, this is um for to an extent this is self-induced after a point as well um just in terms of like the um yeah my own capability to kind of affect situations and sort of raise the flag of going well hang on i can't necessarily operate it at the speed forever um and we'll get to this in a bit but actually in terms of like taking care of myself and how i sort of compartmentalize work or, or mentally bring it home with me that's that's on me and my capability really yeah i mean like when when you've experienced things in the past have you felt it's been more a case of kind of uh things are either in, in sort of burnout mode or not it's it's quite binary yeah i think i'm different to you in 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 what you're describing because i'm you know i'm I'm fine and i'm fine and i'm fine until i'm not fine and then i'm mm-hmm. really not fine <laughs> um, and that can happen there can just be one event that will trigger it um usually one event that reminds me that i'm closer to a deadline than perhaps i thought i was yeah um you know when something's sort of you know something's maybe like two or three weeks away then all of a sudden you stop thinking of it as weeks away and then you think of it as like nine days away Mm-hmm. and then it seems a lot closer than when you think of it in numbers of weeks oh that's how it feels for me anyway um yeah and it's kind of instances like that um and i think back to when i was working as a, as a developer it'd be yeah that would be like a moment where i'd be like oh damn it and then all of a sudden i'm very not okay and yeah. that then hinders my ability to actually deliver what i need to deliver because i'm now fighting two things i've got the thing i need to deliver and i'm trying to fight this kind of like mental fatigue that i'm sort of trying to fight off yeah um, throw into the mix unpredictable things i think that was another big issue because mm-hmm. even if i tell myself that well actually we look at these features and we've got nine days um and i've got enough time to do them the nature of the job was that you know support calls could come in at any time from you know clients that have got big websites that they rely on and yeah, you can't say, well, I'm on this thing for nine days, so if I get to you in ten days' time, <laughs> that's not <laughs> going to be acceptable in any way. Um, so no. in a lot of instances, I would have to down tools and uh, like context shift, and then that then brings the overhead of getting back into the, your main project that you're on deadline for. Um, so yep. you kind of got to ramp up again on that, and I just found that whole cycle to be absolutely you know, exhausting. Um, that that I, sounds I, actually quite familiar and it, it sounds to me like we we are talking about the same thing just different experiences because we're different people right that's i, I think, think it's the net effect is very similar 
Yeah, I think it's the pressure of time that's a trigger for me because I can handle yeah. that kind of cycle of working on a project that's maybe got a deadline of three months' time because that seems like ages away. That almost seems like the deadline isn't there to me. Obviously it yep. is, but um, so I could work through that cycle of working on a big project, um, emergency support call comes in, have to context switch, go off and do that, then come back to the big project again. I can sort of loop over like that for ages, but it's only when sort of time starts to get really, really tight and I guess it's because you feel out of control, right? Because when it gets to like four days away, you're kind of thinking, well, if I get a support call now that is like a, a really bad one <laughs> and it <laughs> takes quite a while to fix, I am definitely not going to make this deadline. And I think it's yeah. that when you feel out of control is when it, it affects me the most. Um, that's that's something that um, definitely rings true. I, I had a situation earlier on in the year we had an application that was very, very heavily dependent on um, location data and right. breaking a geofence and the, the the breaking of that geofence and the way that mechanism works is actually quite brittle below the surface um we were using uh using a couple of um third party sdks and um essentially there were, there were there were parts of the development process where where some of the mechanisms underneath were almost a black box and everything seemed to work fine on my device uh it worked fine on everybody else's devices all of the test devices that we've got you know we'd we'd ran it through um ran it through the full sort of mix and over on the the client side there was one particular situation with one particular person's device where all of this fell over. They, they, they were not breaking the geofence. They, they, everything that was supposed to get triggered was not happening. And it took a long while, like, the go-round on getting that that fixed. We're, we're talking um, a few hours here. We'll get a build across within the next couple of days after it's been through the QA process, and, and I've tested stuff around. You think you've kind of nailed it. We're testing it on the, on the same sort of device as well. You know, you're doing absolutely everything and then stuff will go off and then things will come back as you were in the middle of the next sort of feature or item to develop. Um, and you get these defects come back and it, it would be the same thing again or a new iteration of the problem because there's multiple criteria for things to get triggered and, you know, you sort of end up kind of finding out exactly uh, all these kind of odd situations where stuff doesn't work. And that's great. You know, you can fix them once you've actually isolated them. But the, the pressure there was the context shifting, stuff coming through at random, you know, while you're trying to be in the middle of, of getting the other things that are on your workload to deliver. And this was something that would just come through and, and kind of um, completely dominate whatever I was up to that day. And it was out of my control when it was going to come back to a degree. Because mm. every time we thought we'd got it nailed, you know, there was some other permutation where this thing didn't work um and despite having criteria outlined and this that and the other we kept finding other scenarios where things just fell over and it was it was tricky and and it really stressed me out and yeah uh, so i think actually that was probably potentially a bit of an event that that kind of um precipitated things getting busier recently may well have contributed to that sort of feeling of burnout um, which is why I say it's a gradual thing, because for me, it's very much like, um, yeah, if, they, if, if it's very much like an addition 
of things. So because that happened earlier on in the year and then we've still got a level of pace and everything else, I think other things then sort of still add on top of that. Um, mm. I, yeah, uh, but there's very much a, a, an element of it's where something is going on. You think you've got X amount of time to deliver something, and that's great. You know, you you, you know your your own ability, and you've you've had past experience potentially to sort of say, well, okay, this sort of task normally takes me this long, and then there's that thing that just comes in and completely <laughs> chucks that plan out of the window. <laughs> you know, in your case, you're talking about uh, uh, top clients and, and emergency support and that sort of stuff. Um, and you don't know how long that's going to be, right? If you could kind of apportion it and just sort of go, right, every day for an hour at 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, I can't be working on the thing I've got got planned and that's fine. You know, if you were like having to respond to, to just a bit of email or something or, or even just doing a meeting that was going to take that long you can account for it. And then for me, that, that wouldn't be stressful, right? That that's, that's boxed up. That's fine. Okay. It's less time than I would like to develop the thing I'm developing, but we need to just then plan accordingly when it's something that comes in over the top and is just completely modal and you've got no control about when or where, when or where that is going to happen. Uh, yeah, that's, that's high stress after a while, if that keeps happening. Mm, absolutely. So, I guess we've discussed sort of what what gets us to like burnout, but what about when you, when like you're actually in burnout? What does what, what does the world look like to you? Like how does it affect you personally? For me, it's it's very similar to to what you were saying about it. There's, there being kind of a final straw situation. I sort of kind of find that I'm I'm uh, yeah quite irritable about the smallest of things. Uh, because I guess of that lack of control in, in this, this particular part of my life or whatever. And I, it exhibits for me in terms of finding um, finding things that I wouldn't normally find stressful, stressful. Um, I guess things that probably, you know, if, if there's a scale, like if you imagine it as a 1 to 10 and things that are normally registering as, uh, registering as like a 2 or 3, as just being sort of irritable things. Uh, heavy traffic or whatever, right? It could be something completely random. And I find that maybe they're registering as a, a six or a seven instead. You know, and this happens and you don't really realize it. And I'm sort of like, you know, maybe I'm, my bus is later or whatever, and I'm kind of fuming a little bit about that, but I'm fuming just that little bit too much. You know, nobody else is really that bothered, but, but yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. And, and so those sort of events will happen. and. I'm probably not aware of it to begin with, you know, right? Because it's just this one thing. And you're like, oh, okay, bloody buses or whatever, yeah. But it's when it's like you, you sort of find yourself the next day and it happens again and you're like, mm, all right, is, is the things getting worse or is it is it just me? You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's these little things. Or or it happens in terms of like there's there's interpersonal stuff. Like maybe I'm I'm kind of arguing with people a bit too often or finding things to sort of disagree about or whatever right you know social media arguments even falling out with people on facebook whatever <laughs> yeah. you know right it's it's that sort of like mm, i'm definitely irritable about something but if it's happening on a few levels it's probably not the thing i think it is in that moment but getting that perspective in that moment is tricky because it's it's not necessarily uh 
it's not necessarily completely obviously bad do you know like it's it's, yeah. it's all these sort of little micro things that then kind of add up um and and it's, it's quite often it's actually it's my wife who will turn around and sort of go hey you know what's going on what are you doing um and kind of reflect back to me well uh that that's um that's, that's probably you're feeling a bit stressed you know we've been here before and this this sort of stuff is is generally associated with with when things are, are stressful usually at work um so yeah i think perhaps my my wife is probably my my guard on stuff after a point because she'll point out to me when when things sort of seem to be veering off track okay that's uh, interesting yeah hmm. um although if i think about it by the time it's gone to there i've usually got a bit of an inkling do you know what i mean i'm sort of starting to think well mm, I, I i might be uh needing to uh to reduce the amount of coffee I'm drinking and stuff like that. Cause other things kind of go, go astray, right. When, when you're in that mode or they do for me, uh, I get these associated kind of things around the edge of like, well, I, I just end up, um, eating a lot more junk food or sweet food or whatever. Right. Mm. Um, things like that. So I've got these whole other kind of effects that sit around the edges of being quite stressed. And when those are happening a lot, then they're kind of my tells. And if right. I've not seen it, then I think, yeah, my wife has seen it and will point it out to me after a point. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've kind of experienced any of those sort of, like say, other effects around the edges of, of what's going on. I It usually affects me in actually quite a physical way. I kind of like go into almost like low power mode. Right. That's probably the best way I can describe it. Um I know when I've really hit it because I just want to sleep so badly. Yeah. Like I just really want to, like no matter what time of day it is, I could just be like, if I could just go to sleep right now, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and I don't know whether that's like me trying to escape the situation I'm in, in some way or, or whatever. Um, but I remember the last time, yeah, the last time it happened, I, I just really, really wanted to sleep all the time. And of course when it got to bedtime and you actually could sleep, I couldn't sleep because I was like thinking about stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, I find it would affect things like my appetite. Like I just wouldn't want to eat. Like I would dread meal times because it'd be like oh, I've got to get through this entire plate of food, and I just really don't want to eat it. But I know I should eat it. Um, and also, I really want to sleep again. That kind of feeling. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. It's strange. That's that's when I know I've I've hit it properly. Um, right. So a complete kind of uh, lack of, of of energy. Really, I guess you've you've kind of diminished the the gas in the tank and everything yeah, else I think is sort so. of operating in a slower mode yeah um i remember there was one day um that i had off of work um because i was working four days and like on, on the fifth day that was like my day at home um i'm pretty sure i just slept all day on the sofa um yep. just because i just i just couldn't do anything else i kind of thought you know i work on my ios apps but i couldn't couldn't bear the thought of like opening up xcode and looking at yet more kind of code um yeah i think i just basically slept all day and didn't eat anything <laughs> which <laughs> which is terrible really um when i think about it because you know and again like good job for heather being around because like obviously she insists that we have like dinner and stuff like that because um, otherwise i'd probably just like not bother eating anything and just kind of sit there and stew essentially yeah um so the people yeah. around us in our lives are kind of 
uh, yeah, providing that mirror to what's going on and kind of just saying, hey, keep keeping stuff on track in one way or another. Yeah, it does, does seem stupid though when I think about it because, like, obviously, if you don't eat, you're just going to get even worse with like energy, aren't you? <laughs> but yeah, there's just there's something yeah. about me like when I'm super stressed, I just the, the last thing I want to do is think about food. Um, you know, it makes me feel like quite sick. Like when I think about it, I think oh, I just I don't want to eat anything because it will make me feel sick, kind of thing. It's a really weird, weird thing. Uh, for, for, um, for me, I mean, I've, I've experienced some of that mode in the past, but not really associated with with this. More more about sort of bigger like stressful life events i'm thinking back to like stuff when i when i I lost my dad um without sort of getting too serious on on this but that that was a a very specific phase of life um so lack of eating that sort of stuff um but again it's 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 associated right this is an effect of stress and I, i think if you think about burnout as being stress for um in a particular area of life you know typically around working and it's about prolonged periods of that, I think. If I can sort of distill this down, you know, burnout, I think, as we're describing it here, is prolonged stress um, about things that we cannot control in a working environment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's this, um, yeah, it's kind of fascinating to unpack it all in a way, isn't it? Um it's yeah. the thing, thing I was saying there about wanting to sleep all the time is because um, heaven knows about it. Because I've said like, if you just see me like sleeping constantly, <laughs> you know, you know, you know something's up. I was it like yep. the, the other night we were watching Netflix and I just like nodded off and she's like, "Oh, is everything okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, no, everything's fine. Really, everything is really fine." I'm, I just I'm just off. tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I need to have like a reason every time I sort of like nod off in front of the TV. She's kind of like, "Oh, is something up?" <laughs> but, but no, <laughs> at the moment everything's cool. I'm happy to report. Yeah, I'd say for, for for me, um some of my my towels um it's less about kind of just being tired and more about well yeah, I am top more tired. My caffeine in, intake increases, which kind of perpetuates it. You know, I, I if I'm normally on two coffees a day or whatever, I end up on four. And then I end up sort of still rattling around at, at like, you know, pretty late. <laughs> um, and then not getting enough sleep, and then kind of that reduces my ability to to manage the next day. And there's this sort of compounding of of negative behaviour going on for me. Um, or does it? There's kind of a, a yeah. I've got a variety of food intolerances and things I really shouldn't eat. And in those moments, I kind of just go, yeah, no, I'm going to eat the donut. I'm going to eat the thing that I shouldn't eat because you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Exhibits in this kind of like, well, you're not the boss of me. I'll do what I want, um, and all it is is it's sort of self defeating behaviour after a point. But it's to do with not having the control in other things. You know, it's that sort of like, well, okay, that's that off kilter, and I'm I'm kind of behaving in a way that's trying to offset the thing that's off kilter. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. it's obviously less than ideal and i think we should probably talk about well how do you get out of it and what are the the kind of ways of of kind of taking a step out from self-defeating behavior or feeling perpetually tired you know what what have you done in the past to kind of uh, stop it and Um, move on i don't feel like i ever have stopped it i feel like the situation that has caused it has kind of just resolved itself over time Um, yeah and you know, think back to 
use the example of a big project that you need to deliver on, the solution is just getting that project out the door, essentially. Yep. So when and again that probably makes it worse because you almost know that there's no way out of it until you know this this thing that has caused you know this project that has caused you to feel really bad. Um, for me, my in my experience, the only way to get through this feeling bad period is to complete the thing that's making you feeling bad. Yeah, um, which almost makes it seem like there's no escape. You've just got to get through it somehow. And I yep. haven't actually gotten around it any other way that to to date. So yeah, I, I don't know if you've got any other <laughs> any things other that you found have helped or or not. But yeah, for me, it's just been like for the next two weeks, it's going to be horrible, basically. And yeah. yeah, just try and be a bit nicer to yourself maybe but again it's kind of hard to do given everything what we've just said it's kind of like we do the opposite of that um, yeah so yeah so, I, I just kind of write off a period of time as this is just going to be rubbish basically which is probably the completely the wrong way to handle it but um it's tricky i, I know some of the theories about like you know the the, the right thing to do or the, or the best thing to do or whatever in terms of like well this is the time where you're supposed to be uh, when you're not in work, practicing self-care, I think is the phrase I've seen come up, um, where you're just sort of trying to be a bit nicer to yourself in that period of time and, and, and do positive things rather than, you know, my mainlining coffee sort of thing, you know, <laughs> go go for a run or a walk or whatever, take a bath, uh, try and make sure you you do other stuff in in your evenings that kind of takes your mind out of the working situation in one way or another, whatever that is for you, you know, whether it's playing a game or it's watching favorite films or TV shows or getting out and seeing some friends, you know, trying to make sure that you are putting the right things in your, your off time. Um, which for me has always been a thing I've struggled with forever. Right, because when I'm in those moments, I'm very much like you were describing. You know, it's going to be the next two weeks. We're just going to kind of death march this and get to the the finishing line, and then I'll think about all these nice things that I should be doing. Yeah, you know. So in, in that moment, my exercise regime or wherever whatever has gone out the window. If I'm running twice a week, I'm running not at all, and somehow I expect to start running again at the same rate and and capability as I was before at the end of some some deadline uh never really works so if i think about what actually tends to happen is well yeah i mean the deadline gets reached one way or another right because that's it time marches on and if you've put something in the calendar you're going to get there in one way or another whether everything's done or not and you kind of end up fitting in whatever can be fit in in that time and there's a point at which in any project i think where things get prioritized down you know you find out what really is necessary and and what isn't and and if you stop for time well you do what's necessary and you pick up the other bits beyond the deadline when they don't hurt as much or whatever so it's kind of this natural distilling um as the deadline comes into focus at the same time as everything is uh, feeling really pressured and that burnout is is there or it's kind of around me. Uh, and like yourself, I think I just have to get to the date and get beyond it and then stuff seems to sort of sort out. So yeah. I feel like I've got no great insight into how to really resolve this. If I think about where things have been sort of flaring up and I've been able to kind of settle it, 
um, before it's gotten too bad. It has been about kind of doing that self-care sort of stuff or making sure that certain things happen. It's been about, you know, putting uh, meetings in the diary with friends and making sure I've locked certain things in so that regardless of what's going on in work, these these other activities are definitely happening. And that takes me out of it. And, and then, you know, you, you meet up with people and you talk and that's helpful. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so so perhaps less about when it's here, but more about when I, I if I get the warning signs ahead. Um, I think I have had the ability in the past to sort of take proactive measures. Um, that's, so that's yeah. prob- probably my insight, really. Uh, I guess sitting sitting here thinking while you were saying some of that, I think I I indulge in, I guess you could call it escapism. Um, to give you an example, uh, the last time I experienced burnout, I started watching loads and loads of YouTube videos about wood turning, right. <laughs> basically watching people <laughs> making bowls and things on a lathe. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, wow, wouldn't it be cool if I could do that? And then next thing you know, I'm scouring all the tool websites, yeah. trying to look at like how much a lathe would cost and how much all the different chisels would cost and researching them and reading reviews <laughs> and then watching more wood turning videos. And then knowing full well, I'm never going to take up wood turning. But no, it was it's something that I can occupy my mind with. Um, you may recall I tried to build a guitar. Yep, um, that was basically when I was experiencing a phase of burnout. I would say, um, yeah, I I fell down the rabbit hole of watching how to build guitar videos on YouTube, and I bought some wood, and all of a sudden I was cutting out guitar bodies. Um, so I, I don't know whether it's something to do with like just something completely doing something completely different. Um, obviously in my case that's like woodworking for some reason I always end up back at woodworking whenever things get bad um, <laughs> it's like my my happy place um, so yeah maybe maybe it's something about that but I don't necessarily think that's maybe not really like a healthy solution to burnout is to just like try and dive into something else to distract yourself because that almost seems like yeah. you're I'm trying to avoid the problem rather than dealing with the problem um but it's, it again depends, it depends on how you're approaching it i think if you're if if you're adding another hobby every time and buying all the kit and then that's something that's kind of sitting there sort of staring at you like forevermore you know be it woodworking and then i don't know add add something else on top of that electronics or soldering or something mm. you know just i i think i've seen people collect hobbies as kind of a means to sort of dealing with with stresses in their lives and then like the collection of hobby stuff kind of stresses them out after a while um so that could be a negative take on it but if you're if you're kind of doing that but then creating a as you described it a happy space for yourself you know where where you're in the middle of, of doing one of these things um and that's giving you back a, a a bubble in your life to sort of avoid the other stuff um i don't think that's a bad thing you know, I think that's probably quite quite a good thing. Um, so I guess there's probably something there in terms of just sort of um, it's okay to practice a bit of escapism or, or to to go and do something do something else as a buffer for it, but to keep an eye on well, is it is it a positive thing that you're doing? I mean, like as a as an indie developer as well, one of the negative traits there is to have escapism in terms of app ideas. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll I'll start inventing the app that I'm going to make that's going to 
you know, be, be absolutely the best thing. And then, of course, if I was developing that app, I would not feel stressed because it would be perfect and it would never have any defects or crunch moments or anything like that, which is complete rubbish. You know, if you want to ship and, and um, if you're handling customers, there's going to be stresses at times. Uh, no app idea or business idea is perfect. But then, you know, in that moment, I'm, I'm idealizing everything. And that that's actually quite a common thing for me to do as, as my buffer. Uh, come up with a new idea, start sketching it out, get really, really attached to it in the moment. And, and that's that's probably, yeah, it's a form of escapism, really. Do you think that's because, you know, if it all works out, then this could be the app that kind of frees you from your current situation? I think that's certainly how I've thought of it in the past. If I think back to when I was in my old, old job. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's been an element of almost that kind of being true over time as well, which doesn't doesn't help um, sort of stop any negative traits there. I've had positive reinforcement because <laughs> yeah. perhaps it was that feeling and that vibe, you know, that got me to develop uh, develop my first lot of apps and kind of sparked off the career change. And, and that's been a positive. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely I've, I, that's been been a factor that's been been something in the past and what i do these days to be honest with you if i if i kind of recognize that that's probably what i'm doing is i write down everything about the idea and i kind of give myself permission to to go off on one and and kind of idealize it for a moment but with kind of that view of i'm probably not doing this now do you know I'll get all the information that's bubbling up in my head or whatever and put this into a note and, and kind of detail everything out. Um, but I'm not going to start buying web domains, for example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, basically, it's, it's the same as what you were describing about like um, getting all the kit, you know, for a hobby. I'm not going to do though the, the kind of active purchasing or, or that side of things. Um, but I'm going to make make notes of everything and then if it's still important in a week's time i'll I'll give it another nudge and, and see about doing something on it um and we, we've kind of spoken to this in the past with app ideas you know this is the, the point in which where you really think you've got something we'll build a landing page and kind of test it out and, and do some sort of viability uh, before really sinking any more time in yeah and uh, it's basically a landing page is kind of like what you were saying you're saying like you give yourself permission to write it all down and go through the idea and and again for me that's kind of what the landing page represents yeah um, and it's kind of giving yourself permission to do that and it kind of makes it like um you know it's like a safe environment to explore this app idea because you kind of know in the back of your mind that yeah maybe this isn't going to be the thing that i think it's going to be but nevertheless and maybe it come. i guess it comes back to escapism again doesn't it really um if mm. you're in the in the midst of burnout and you know you think oh if i can just make this app then uh, yeah i can quit my job and be happy ever after kind of thing um which is complete nonsense because you never you know say burnout lasts for like three weeks <laughs> you're never going to build and ship an app and become a millionaire in three weeks so um it's all um, yeah yeah it's it's it, it's one of these things in life like burnout where i really really hate it when i'm in it but at the same time it kind of fascinates me in a way um, yeah, yeah. I I feel like I'm sitting here now. We're kind of talking about this, but I don't really know much about it from like a like a science point of view. I kind of feel uh, yeah, maybe it'd be interesting to actually know a bit more about it 
because um, there must be people that have studied it and, and written written about it at length. Um, I kind of feel compelled actually to go and find some of that stuff and maybe maybe check back in in a few weeks or, or a few months or whatever um, with like a version two of this episode because I feel I feel like right now this is coming from a, a you know, I'm, I'm speaking kind of with emotion. That's kind of where all of the, what I've said has come from. None of it yeah. strictly correct or factual. <laughs> but it would certainly be, um, yeah, certainly be interesting to learn more about it from that point of view, I think. Because it might no, even I help us manage agree. it going forward. Yeah, yeah, to have a bit of a better insight. I mean, what we're, we're talking about here is our own personal, you know, N equals one sample. We've, we've got a sample, if you like, of two here between us. And it's quite clear that we both have different takes and different versions of this as it is personal to us and i think you know if we if we were to sample everybody listening to us you would then end up with as many as there are people different permutations of this experience with some commonalities right you know in terms Mm -hmm. of of whether that is you know you can summarize burnout as being uh stress or stresses that you cannot control that go on for a particular length of time. I, there, there must be, like you say, proper kind of scientific research into into all this, and and we're not going to get to that on on a podcast show. Um, certainly not in, in in one conversation. So yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested to kind of look in a bit more detail, um, and have a bit more of an informed view about sort of wider approaches and things that can be done to sort of offset it. Okay, we'll call that a wrap. If you've enjoyed today's show, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in Overcast by hitting that star button, that will help us reach even more like-minded people. Um, Also, we have our Slack channel. We'd love to invite you to join. Our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out. If you'd like to join, uh, just leave us a message on Twitter at WFR Podcast and we'll get you signed up. So, Dave, before we run off, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at DWRoboHeads, that's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. And you can find my apps at RoboHeads.com, again that's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. How about you Dave? You can follow me online at DaveNot.co.uk or on Twitter I'm at underscore DaveNot. <laughs>